1: Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
0: Hey, I'm Michelle Yu and you're listening to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. From the Gotham Podcast Studios, Dexter Henry Bryan, Fonseca, and the Ain't Hard to Tell Podcast, this is episode
1: 41. A lot of crackling there in the water bottle. Sorry about that. When uh, we get our mugs back, that won't be happening. Yeah, that won't, that won't be happening. <laughs> um, what's up, man? 41. Uh, Jesus Christ. Well, you're not going to like one of my choices that I have here, uh, but I feel like I know where you're going to go. No, who, <laughs> as you know, we always have to pick... Uh, athlete's number for this yeah episode 40 we went with sean kemp yes yes Michelle, oh, for some up. reason i thought he wore 42 i had to google that i, oh, 40. <laughs> I just felt like he wore 42 there's no, a lot Vin, of good 42s Baker. coming up there's a lot of there's good ones a lot ones, of 42s i think i know where you're going i know though. where i'm going for, you know where i'm going for that yeah i'm pretty yeah. sure i know where you're going i thought yeah. i made a list what happened to i there?
0: see it you got tom Seaver. Miguel Cotto because
1: he had forty one career wins. Yes, I, I, I'm never going to yes. go for
0: the boxers in the career <laughs> wins. I, I, I'm not forty
1: two. I'm going to be pushing hard for one, but you're still not going to you're still not going to take it though. Captain
0: Munnerlyn. Pause. Uh, <laughs> wow. Um,
1: <laughs> Antonio Bethea, Uh I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah,
0: it is. Bathea uh, played at Howard, and uh, when I dated one of my ex girlfriends who went to Howard.
1: She just reminded me, oh,
0: we have a player in the NFL. He's a safety for the Colts.
1: Okay. You weren't mad at her for other reasons? For going to Howard? No, no. Like, was she into him also? No. Oh. <laughs> Not that I know
0: of. She was happy that someone for Howard made his NFL. Yeah, well,
1: that was all. He's doing pretty well, though. He's probably the only one. Uh, Buster Screen. I believe he is. Buster Screen. Your boy. Jet, uh, safety.
0: Dirk. Glenn Rice. And Roberto Duran. He
1: had a 41-win uh, streak nah, in his career. <laughs> nah. nah he's There's not a- that many good 41s, but I know where you're going to go. You're going to go Tom Seaver, right? No, I'm going Dirk. You're going Dirk? I'm going Dirk, man. Greg. Dirk. Uh,
0: I'm glad to go Dirk, man. I got to. Dirk, right. Dirk kind of, He, he t- the big man, he really had such an impact. I agree. Um,
1: in the I'm, sport, glad, I'm, glad, I'm glad you didn't go Tom Seaver. Why? Uh, are you, are you anti Tom Seaver, or yeah, anti baseball? Baseball, you know. what I mean, like, even though forty two, we're probably going to go baseball. We probably. Well, you better. <laughs> or else. I don't know. I don't know. You might like or James else. Worthy. You know what I'm saying? Not like, that, not that much. <laughs> not that. Not that much. Forty three is going to be terrible, but forty one, yeah, we'll go with uh, we'll I go can't with Dirk. Even think of a forty three. Uh, I Me mean, neither. We'll have to. We'll have yeah, to see. I'll be <laughs> struggling to think of a forty three right I'm the one that compiles those lists, so we'll see. But forty one, Matt. Uh, if you're listening, uh, it'll be
0: Matt will be on it. Yeah, he'll know, he'll know what to you do.
1: You're not, you're not for Captain Munerlin. I don't even know who that is. He was, he's a football, he's a corner. He used to play with the Panthers when they were really good, and now he's with the Vikings. I think. Don't remember him. I don't know if he's still with the Vikings. He's like five eight corner. He's slot corner. He's good. I don't know if he's still good, but he's solid. Captain is a strong name, but you got to be nice. Yeah, you can't be captain and be whack. What do you think he is, white or black?
0: His last name is Munderland. He's definitely white. No, he's a black dude. <laughs> really? Wow! <laughs> there goes for uh, Captain uh, Munnerlyn. M- yo, name, hold on. You know what? Why don't even why, hold on? You know what? Shame on me. Shame on. Why? Because the corner?
1: He's a corner. Is captain
0: is actual name. It, yes.
1: This is this I'm, is your I'm, captain I'm, right here. Wow. Captain Munnerlyn. Honestly, zoom in on that. His name is Captain. Yes.
0: Honestly, that's shame on me because this this is not even any this this is just pure sports <laughs> and sports position sports stereotyping kid.
1: yeah you can't have that name and not play
0: sports no what i'm saying is you haven't seen where's it the white corners where are the <laughs> white corners in the nfl
1: uh jim leonard used to be a safety for the jets right
0: yeah, jason seahorn i remember jason seahorn back in the day
1: jason seahorn
0: but seriously i t- who's like a top white i don't even know if there's any white corners in the nfl
1: oh uh, i don't know what andrew sandejo is i think he's also a safety yeah there's not a i don't yeah. think so so I don't I, think so,
0: but I'm just saying a numbers game. I should have kind of guessed. It
1: yeah, it's like. like you know, white corners, white running backs. I mean, even though you get your occasional Peyton Hillis, and uh, and
0: and uh, what's 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 the Christian GK? McCaffrey, Christian McCaffrey from yeah. Stanford, yeah. yeah.
1: But like, yeah, those are things that you don't really see a lot of. I actually like this rabbit hole that we're about to go down. No, to. it's just interesting. White wide like, receivers. Why? You don't get that. You get more of those, but you don't get that many of those. Not as much as they used to be. Yeah, shout out I Eric feel. Decker. He just retired. He had a solid career for a third-round pick. Oh, he didn't really hang on with no, the, Patriots. the Patriots.
0: I thought he just. I thought he just retired. I don't know. Now you guys have wrong be. information. I know he signed with the Patriots training camp. I don't know if he retired because he didn't. I don't know. Who knows? Who cares? I, yeah, I was about to say. Like, I'm, just, <laughs> I'm, like, about a I'm like I'm out of Google. I'm like who cares? <laughs> but care yes, Captain
1: Arch. Munderland, black as hell. I <laughs> would not have guessed that. I'm so glad that you thought he was white. I don't think anybody here would have guessed
0: it. I'm not alone in that, but I should have known by his position. That's what I was wrong.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's that's why I was a little shocked.
0: You can do some racial stereotyping by position in sports. You oh, can. yeah. Oh, for yeah. Sure. You know other so one up on there? What does Greg have here? No white basketball players. I've never seen him with a shoe. shoe
1: deal. White basketball players with a shoe deal in case. Gordon Hayward has a shoe
0: deal or was offered one. For was, did he ever have his like, signature like Nah like I, dirt, No Whiskey Whiskeys Like the Nash's. I don't think anybody's I don't know if anybody's Really had one since Larry I Burke. think
1: I think Greg brings up An interesting point White basketball player With a shoot deal uh, I don't know Jason Kidd never had one I don't he think did. so He did Did he? He did he Anyone buy it? It was <sighs> dumb shit
0: I don't know you about to buy Rapha- Raphael Nadal sneakers about-
1: <laughs> Oh we're going back To that from last episode <laughs> Yeah
0: you're, you're out here About to buy Raphael not, not there's anything wrong with that
1: I mean Yeah it's a lot easier To kind of do that morally Isn't it Than chase the kids <laughs>
0: Ouch. Considering the history. Next fans gonna be loving you tonight. Oh, today. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. Anyways, uh on for so we're going with uh we're going with Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, we're going with, we're Dirk. Going with Dirk.
1: Speaking of white guys without shoot deals.
0: Yeah, I would cop some, <laughs> I would have some Dirks though.
1: Are there Dirks? No, I don't I, don't I know. bet you there are Dirks in Germany. Someone look up to see hold on. Somebody
0: probably was rocking the exact you decided to Google this yes. as opposed to Eric Decker.
1: I mean, I see sneakers, but I don't... There are no Dirks in Dierks. There's the next Durk There's a Durk Nike Hyperdunk no Dirk Nowitzki edition from 2010. Does that count?
0: It does, but it, see, the thing... They I, look I, exactly
1: I, like you think Dirk Nowitzki sneakers <laughs> would look <laughs> like. But uh, see, <laughs> the, the, the thing is... The thing is... They look I, like dad sneakers, I, think, but, I think
0: what I think what Greg's getting the shit well, to no offense, well... No offense, because you're a dad. Yeah, we... I, I hate when people <laughs> say that stuff now, too. It's like, yo... <laughs> now you he, get offended you look like a dad. But somebody you know,
1: says, yo, them Curry's are dad kicks," You're like, hey... <laughs> Relax. I'm like no. I'm like,
0: I'm like no. I'm like yeah. I wouldn't rock them. <laughs> <laughs> they're just not fashionable. The ultimate. How about that?
1: What are the the ultimate dad kicks? What are, damn? What are these Nikes that are like? They have like gray trim. They're white. They're white gray trim. a Little bit of blue. What are they called? Odyssey, I think.
0: No idea. No idea. You know what they're called? I think it's called Odyssey. just bang my ear on the thing. Not because these kids try to turn it into some spring shit. Like oh. Try to like remake it and
1: now, now it's like a trendy thing now to have that shirt i hope no, i hope actually. people could hear Michael's greg those yeah those, Mike, Gr- those greg, greg talking listening. without a mic yeah
0: <laughs> oh, thanks greg <laughs> <laughs>
1: pick pick one of those up and um, <laughs> put the camera down real quick <laughs> um yeah
0: anyway okay i'm not talking about dirk sneakers anymore and, not and captain Munerlin. no yeah i'm, I'm good I'm, pr- I'm pretty much
1: well thing. once upon a time a black quarterback was a rare thing but that's you know yeah We've 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 passed that, just not in uh, how they're uh, they have overcome how they're viewed, so to speak. Yes, we have got past that. Unfortunately. Yeah. Yes. Uh, what's going on with you? Uh, I have no, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. You're trying to figure it out. <laughs> oh, great.
0: We got Brian trying to figure. figure that's out a life.
1: typical. I've learned that. That's a typical answer for a New Yorker in their yeah, twenties. Yes, it is. Yes, especially for a New Yorker. You're trying to figure it out. The freelance life, Dexter. You know what I mean? You're going to figure it out. Trying to get get paid for my services. Pause. I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Come on. (laughs) Nobody was even (laughs) thinking about that. I just got to be ahead of the curve. You know what I'm saying? No, no. But, you know, it's interesting. You know, now now we're basically, you know, it's September. Now we're in September because we're putting this out in September. Uh, basketball season's finally gonna be here, mm-hmm. so it'll be a lot more things coming. Uh, some fights. I'm sure there's gonna be some more fights. I was at da- so I was at Danny Jacobs' uh, presser recently. He's going to fight face a Sergey. I can't pronounce that last name, but he's gonna face him and he's I undefeated. Gonna, I was gonna say who anyway. Derevyanchenko. Dure- who? I- <laughs> he's he's good. He's Ukrainian dude, kind of like Lomachenko. Uh, who? Do not 3- do that. Three hundred ninety amateur wins, twenty losses. Don't don't do that. Three hundred ninety amateur wins, don't, twenty losses. Don't even tease the people. Twelve and zero as a pro, 10, ten knockouts, like and Chico. they have a lot of sparring experience with each other. I was at that press conference. Uh, Heather Hardy's also going to be fighting on that card. I'm Are you excited to, that. to watch this? Okay. Yeah, I actually am. Actually am because Danny Jacobs, uh, this is going to be his third straight fight where he's facing somebody who's young, undefeated, and he his last two fights he didn't put those guys away easily. You know what I mean? Like he's faced some tough competition, so and he wants to face Triple G again, possibly Canelo. Uh, they're actually going to fight soon. They're actually going to fight later this month. Now
0: that I'm excited for September 15th. That I'm definitely looking forward yeah, to. Yeah, that's ooh. something we have to look.
1: We got to go watch that. Yeah, we got to go watch that at, at one of these uh, fine establishments in New York City. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got. We definitely, if <laughs> my budget allows it, because I'm cheap. Yes, got to be in this world. We <laughs> But, yeah, you know, basketball uh, media day, Nets media day, not too far. A lot of training camp, not too far. Basketball training camp around the corner. I'm looking forward to uh, Nets coverage this season because, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. I think this year they're going to be more interesting. I'm going to be playoffs. I'm going to be all over the place. Yo, so we had our Nets daily roundtable, and I actually, first of all, I, I berated our boy Pooch. Uh, for making me make such a prediction right away because he asked us the question in August in the middle of nothing. But then I was like, you know what? That's,
0: that's what? that's the time for I was
1: like, you know what? Screw it. They're going to the playoffs. They're going to the a seed. All you Net fans watching this, listening to this, they're going to the playoffs this year. That's it. 37 wins.
0: I, I, I mean, that might get you in it. That's <laughs> the that's a, that's a sad <laughs> that, part. See, that's the thing. I'm not,
1: even, I'm not even saying they're going to get 45. I'm like, no, 37-45, sneak and get the AC, get get uh, bounced in the first round. You know we're I mean? we're going
0: we're gonna to save this conversation when we get a little closer to basketball yeah. season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I went through this with a friend recently about what who are the lock teams to make it in the Eastern there's Conference. Six. There's six. And I think we came up with that. We came up with six. And there's we six. were like, there's three to four teams battling for the last two spots, and none of them are going to excite me to watch them on League Pass. Like, I'm not excited. And I think the teams I had were Detroit, Charlotte, Miami, and I think the Nets. I, I mean, the Nets are the most exciting of those teams to watch on League Pass. Interesting. In
1: my interesting. Okay. I'm I didn't not know excited about one. any of them other teams. So, so, uh, so I was literally workshopping it. Right. So there was. We're actually gonna have a discussion right now. I hope you don't mind. I do. Uh, mind. So
0: I do mind. I hear people trying to say, "I hope you don't mind," as if you're not gonna say. you But
1: the, but the six teams, real quick. We know that they're Boston, Toronto, Philly. Just gonna Philly. totally ignore that I minded. it. Boston, Toronto, <laughs> Philly, Milwaukee, Indiana, Washington. You're only left with two more.
0: That's what I said. Yeah, and I told you the possibility, the possible teams: Detroit, Charlotte, Miami, and I would throw the Nets in there.
1: Cleveland too.
0: Oh yeah. You know what's funny? I looked at what their over-under Vegas odds wins are for this year. Yeah. And they were at, I think it was 30 or 31. It's either one of those. Oh, which I, was I, lower than I thought.
1: I actually said Nets got 38 wins in this. So I had Detroit 7, Nets 8, and then Miami 9. And then I think Cleveland, then the Knicks. Where did you have Charlotte? Charlotte, uh, nope, not in the playoffs. You have them worse than the Knicks? No, I didn't go that far. <laughs> I said Miami 9 And then that was it The Knicks are 10 But I could change my mind Because I could do that now Once we get new information You know Somebody tears I'll, an ACL I'll, You readjust yeah, God I'll, forbid
0: Ask me more when we talk In like October Next month Fine
1: I'll let you be smarter With your predictions
0: yeah. well, the good stuff Not is, go
1: out on a limb
0: Good stuff is coming <laughs> Baseball playoffs Pennant races are heating up
1: Is that a good thing?
0: It is a good thing Get into the playoffs That means the season The long season will be over
1: Yeah I it's think baseball should shorten the regular season, but that's a whole other. Discussion.
0: I happen to agree with you, and uh, I recently just got to for the first time in my career. I got to go to Little League World Series. That was oh dope.
1: yeah, yeah. Listen, uh, listen, Little League World Series. Okay, I was glad you got to see uh, Team Puerto Rico. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: and um and actually talk with some of the some of the players on the team. Okay, um, very nice young man, and and uh, my colleague Kenna Kenna Vernon did a great story. On the Puerto Rican team, I did something with the team from Hawaii. For better. for
1: you new people, this is for AccuWeather, by this the way. It's from my
0: job with AccuWeather. Yes, and um, full time. Yeah. First of all, <laughs> the Little League World Series. Okay, it's I have to give them a. Tr- I've covered a lot of sporting events uh-huh. in my career, but this is very well run. Little I mean, League World yeah, Series. extremely. Okay, I want to hear more about this. Extremely well run. Yeah, because we I, haven't talked a lot about this. I'm forgetting this guy's name who was the the head public relations person. He was fantastic. He was on point. Emailed him something. You had a question, got back to you. Set it up. Whatever you needed, excellent. We needed time with the Puerto Rico team. Told us what time in the morning to be
1: there. Was there. Helped. Great. I'm not going to out some of the events I've covered. But we've both been to, you know, Listen, I you to, especially. No, but I
0: try to tell people all the time as a journalist, when you go to events and you see that they're well-run or you work with... PR groups that are really good at do, doing their job, I always make it, make it my job to thank those people Yeah, because they're making your job easier. They're, they're going above and beyond to help you do what they want to do, and it's just well-organized. I mean, everything there, it's, it's its a large event more than I think what people may think. There's a lot of people coming there. Yeah, It gives a lot of money to the town of Williamsport in Pennsylvania, a small town. Mm-hmm. A lot of people come in from central Pennsylvania to watch these games. They bring their kids. It is free admission for everybody to come in. Right? I didn't know that. The only thing you pay, yeah. It's free admission for people to come in. You only pay for the food in the grounds. Yeah, I figured. That's that. all. You, that's all you pay for is the food and anything else you free want. Free I did not know that. That's good. It's beautiful. You do. They, you, you've seen up, some people have seen this on TV. It's two nice, really stadiums. There's a couple more fields they have in the complex, but there's two main stadiums. One is the really big one where they play all the games that are on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got the people to sit in the grass on the slope in the outfield. And I also did another story where I went up to this, this, the hill. I forget the name of the hill. Lamade Hill. Yeah, Lamade Hill. And the kids are sliding down there. The kids are crazy. Those kids. Are I crazy.
1: saw Kevin Nagande do it on Sports Center. With a I was going. On.
0: I was going to do it. And I'm gonna be honest. I went up the hill, and I because you know I've, you know this. I've torn my Achilles. You have torn Achilles. Going in the past. up the hill. Not currently a torn yeah, Achilles. But... I tore it six years ago. But <laughs> yeah. going up the hill, man, if that didn't make me feel old so quick, man. Whoa. It was really? like I was like I just <laughs> was like yo, you gonna try to go down the hill? And I was like no, because going down would have been worse than trying to come up. Going yeah. up was like fine, but going down, I was like. Uh yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Um, but no, event was that's rough. a
1: metaphor that could be used in a lot of other areas. We'll leave it at that. Wow. <laughs> wow. <All right>. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, I I thoroughly yeah
0: boo boo you gave yourself be- your own yeah tongue. you get booed <laughs> off if you were a comic. Our uh, producer engineer Kayla would totally agree with this
1: listen man I'm he should have booed you i'm just he trying to muted you for that i'm just for 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 the time that we're here i'm just trying to make your life a little more difficult but go ahead yeah difficult not not entertaining difficult <laughs> let's, be, let's be clear on that
0: anyway it was really good watching the baseball is good the storylines around it obviously like you said puerto rico uh the team coming you know living in puerto rico coming from hurricane maria last year talking to some of the kids about one, a year ago yeah. yeah one kid who he lost his family completely lost his house mm. um you know, talking to those kids, and the thing I got from the teams, and especially from the Puerto Rican team, more so than when we talked to the wine team, okay. was just the gratitude, man. Just the, the gratefulness that they just had for life, as everybody should, and being there. And that was dope to see, even from, from people so young. Um, kids who were, you know, anywhere from like 11 to 13. Yeah. Just having that kind of gratitude and everything they've been to and not having fields to practice on and still being able to get there. Um yeah. Just dope, man. So dope to be around that That experience. Little League World Series. I, I'm glad I got to go. I would tell anybody, if you have a chance to go check it out, I know it's kids playing baseball. It's not the highest level of baseball, but there were some good games. And these kids were really into it. Some parents were into it a little bit too much. Yeah, but, we talked
1: about that on the podcast. Yeah,
0: but they were they were really into it. And it was dope, man. I had a good experience. It was fun. I got sick like the last day, but it was good. And I got to see some of my New York sports fans' friends who worked in the media that I hadn't seen in a while. So that was
1: really cool. So that was dope. And going back to, like, Puerto Rico real quick, like, a lot of those, you know, countries from, like, the Dominican Republic also, like, yeah, they really, really cherish that. That's why, like, I, you know, I'm one of those people that, obviously I'm Puerto Rican in case you're new here, and I <laughs> and I highlight, you know, like, uh, when Jose Pedraza recently yep. uh, defeated Ray Beltran for the uh, lightweight title, and I was like, hey, there's seven world champions from the island now, including Amanda Serrano and Cindy Serrano. Uh, Two women that have world titles now. So, uh, yeah, you take the time out to kind of highlight those things because, you know, bigger countries like the United States, which we're allegedly a part of, uh, take that for granted. You know what I mean? And things like that. So, yeah, I feel like that's important to highlight that for those smaller countries like Cuba. They're very good at boxing as well and at baseball, you know, and they, they have guys that, you know, for a long period of time, you know, would try. Have you ever seen Brothers of Exile? I told you about this before, right? Orlando no, Hernandez you told and me about Hernandez. It, but no, I have It's haven't, so haven't good, it. man. It's so good. If anybody, anybody who's watching, listening to this, Brothers in Exile, tell me, like, that is not one of the best things you probably ever seen. I gotta seen. watch that. You told it's me really It's really good because, you know, you get, and without giving too much away, spoiler alert, although it came out four years ago, Uh, you know, it, you're given a true glimpse into what it's like just being from there, trying to get to America. You know what I mean? All right. those different times. And Levon Hernandez had to go through a lot before he finally made it. But he went really young. Orlando Hernandez was a little bit different because he had a family situation. Yep. And then you hear these stories like Guillermo Rigondeaux, who, you know, fought Vasily for Lomachenko. Lomachenko. Mm-hmm. Great boxer, though. Uh, and he had... He that fight. He, yeah. But he, you know, for a long time was an amateur. Uh, great amateur, too. Turned pro, like, later in his 20s. Became one of the best in the world. And he was somebody who, you know, left his family behind and couldn't go back to see him. Ed Islandi Lara, same thing. You know what I mean? Except, like, he ended up bringing his family with him, I think, for a period of time. So he's from Miami now. Uh, but, yeah, so a lot of those things we, you know, I think, I think the Little League World Series – you know, it was good because you get to find out the, some of those kind of stories yeah, as well. No, he, Although obviously not with that level of magnitude because they're not yet adults, but some of these kids like they go through the same thing. Yeah, no, and it was it was really good
0: hearing from those kids, and then even the um the Hawaiian team because we had Hurricane Lane about to hit Hawaii, and I did a story. Yeah, of that. yeah. And yeah, they I saw they, that. they ended up winning the entire thing. Yeah. Um, you know, beating South Korea and shutting it out, and that's their third um the League World Series title. So that that was really good, and it was, it was really good. And, and I the.
1: As Is that why to... Beniak Biani was trending that day? That yeah, that's won? that's that's why okay. that's why
0: he was trending. And, okay. Um, the I think after the the win, when I forget what night it was that I was there, but I think it was the first night I was there. You know, I because when you go into the press conference, it's a lot of they just keep it to the game. So I talked to the PR people and said, hey, you know, from AccuWeather, we want to ask them about. I want to ask the team about, you know, the, the, the hurricane, hurricane coming yeah. and how they would be with that. And they they told me, yeah, yeah you know, it's cool. Just don't, you know, don't make it too long, but it's cool. And I asked the the coach, um, two questions and the manager, excuse me. Um, uh, his last name is Oda. I'm, f- I'm forgetting his first name right now. Um, but he was really emotional, man. Yeah. I posted, I, tw- I saw that. Yeah. I yeah, posted, yeah. I posted the clip on, on Twitter and I asked him and nobody asked about that. And it was, he was just really emotional. About it, he he stopped in the middle just talking about what it meant for his team to do that and how they hoped they were inspiring other people. And hopefully they did. They won the whole thing. So I know it's been tough for them back home. A lot of flash flooding and things in Hawaii. But, you know, that's the good thing about sports sometimes when you see stuff like that. Yeah, and you can hit, see do those kind of stories. And, yeah, it's it's yeah.
1: almost like it's almost like journalism matters. Oh my god, ah,
0: it does. <laughs> no, but it, you know you know what it it does, and and for what I do now, even in doing stuff around weather, it's nice when you could tie that in yeah. to see how weather impacts people and how other things can, that the weather impacts people. How something else can impact them, maybe be a distraction for them, or or give them hope, or see how these kids are keeping their spirits up and to win something despite what was going on back home. Yeah, for the kids in Puerto Rico to make it to the um international championship game despite you know so much of their country not getting the relief that they need to be getting um and still trying to build themselves up from what happened last year yeah and to you know they're playing a a game and they're putting smiles smiles on their faces and inspires you that's why you got to Keep working hard and doing more. There's a lot of people going through some stuff. Oh, we're gonna we be... know, we're gonna get into that.
1: <laughs> a lot of people going next. through some stuff,
0: <laughs> but uh, you know, there's a lot of people always complaining too, and this is why gratitude matters. So that that's something I took away from the league World Series is that's that, good. Yo, man, be 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 grateful. You know, be be grateful. Um, we should all be grateful. We're all blessed to be breathing or doing what we're able to do, um, no matter what that is. And if you're not, you should try to find and do what it is that you like to do. Um, and we'll get we'll get into more of that because Brian. Oh, right. Sent me last week. Brian was on. I don't know what he was on. He was what? On
1: something. I'm trying to. I don't remember.
0: He was on his email. Kick sending me these these videos of different things, and he sent me a. I was in the YouTube rabbit he hole. He sent me a video <laughs> from the Joe Rogan podcast. I did, and I I was on. I was going home. I was on the train. I watched like half of it, and then I was listening to it when I got home. I was cooking some dinner, and this video that brian sent me we're gonna get into this after this segment this video i found to be extremely inspirational mm-hmm. i was just like i had to call brian like yeah, i'm so good i called you called after i was like <laughs> yo this is this is dope blah blah blah. yeah and it we'll, comes
1: I, it came out a time where we both needed to hear that sort of thing yeah yeah, yeah. from well, somebody at that level
0: yeah i i just felt like a lot of it was principles i knew but to hear the way it was delivered i thought it was dope right we'll talk about that more when we come back on the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. It Ain't Hard to Tell, where to get the latest merchandise from Backpack Broadcasting. Gear is now available via Public. Visit the Backpack Broadcasting Public online store to get shirts, hoodies, mugs, and phone cases. Represent your favorite Backpack Broadcasting shows, including the Sports Walk, Sideline Stories, and of course, the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Check out the special offers for our podcast listeners at http.com. Backslash backslash T dot pub backslash L I C backslash backpack. Get in the game with your official backpack broadcasting here today. Welcome back to the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Dexter Henry Bryan Fonseca here, episode 41, the Dirk Nowitzki episode. Yeah. And we're going to get Greg a pair of those Dirk Nowitzki's <laughs> to rock. Greg is our, our cameraman here. Um, Before the break, we talked about a video you sent to me from Joe Rogan, and basically, you know, the topic of this video Mm -hmm. was to inspire people, basically to get off their ass and get their lives together.
1: And the other dude was Dan Carlin. Dan Carlin was on it too,
0: yes, and they both had excellent points, basically about getting off your ass and getting stuff done.
1: Yeah, right. especially in today's age. In today's age. Yeah. And the
0: thing that, that, you know, you said this to me, and the thing that really hit me with it, and I found motivation, I hope people can probably take this from what we do too, was that I think Joe Rogan and Dan Carlin's point was that, look, a lot of people out there are working every day. Yeah. Working jobs, nine to five. Long They're hours. overworked. Yep.
1: And Probably underpaid. underpaid. Yeah.
0: Most likely underpaid. Most likely. And... They come home And there's a lot of people out there Have, have ideas Want to do different things mm-hmm. Want to try different things But They're so burnt out from their jobs They get home They're like Nah Don't get the energy Now nah, I'm gonna just do this Netflix and chill And that's it Yeah right? And can you blame them No I don't blame them Because of the Capitalistic society That we're in the way it's structured And the way it work Is That they're meant to feel that way The thing that Joe Rogan Was talking about Among all that that really hit me mm-hmm. was, and I thought that we were just on the same wavelength with this. He talked about the way our society is, the, way our, the capitalistic society we live in here in America, and also the educational system, how it's just designed for most people to be worker bees, right? To work for a company yep. and think that that's the best way that they can move up. And I'm not trying to just crap on all companies because there are good yeah. companies out there that actually do care about people. Most of those are probably small businesses, but that actually are startups that actually are trying to build something mm-hmm. but actually do care about people and what they're trying to do. Right. But I think for a lot of people, the question was, are you really fulfilled in what you're doing? Are you getting up every day? Are you doing something that you love? Right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you can have a job that maybe is what you got to do to pay the bills. Um, you know, our engineer here, Caleb, he works here at Gotham Podcast Studio, but he's also a comedian. That's like his real passion. Right. Not No shout outs about what he's, no casting no aspersions to what he's doing now because he loves uh, producing these podcasts. Right. But <laughs> he also has something he's working to. So, what my point is that you can work at a job and still work on your passion, and you need to do something like that to be fulfilled. And Joe Rogan's point was today, with the internet and everything you could do, you can create. You can do this. Yeah. And the reason Brian and I called Brian about this and I was so inspired about it, I said, man, this this really connects a lot to what we have done. Yeah. And, and, and still trying to do. And still trying to do. Yeah. And it is coming up, we, you know, by the time we do our, our next episode, we're coming up on a year that we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. And for people, I think we spoke about this in the first episode, for people who don't know, Brian was the one who came to me with the idea to do the podcast. I wasn't thinking a year and a half ago about doing a podcast. It's like, <laughs> I don't do a podcast. There's a million podcasts out there, you know, everybody's doing, which is not a reason for you not to do something. But it's funny because
1: it's funny because like right before that, though, that was kind of like, oh, man, we could. But like, like I was fighting with the idea before I even came to you about it, just because, you know, it's kind of an oversaturated market for that now. But, you know, at the same time, I'm like, yo, we can do this. Better than a lot of other people, for lack of a better there's way of saying not, that. Yeah, just
0: I, I think And you know, indifferently and things like Joe that. Rogan made the point in the video I thought was another excellent point, which just because there's a lot of people doing something isn't a reason for you not to not do it. There's a lot of comedians out there. It's not a reason for Caleb to not still be a comedian. Right. There's a lot of photographers out there, cameramen, and Greg is doing our video here. It's not a reason for you not to do it. You just believe in yourself and you go out there and you do it better than everybody else. Yeah. And I believe in that. And I think when you have that attitude, you can create great stuff. Yeah. And even if people have this, I think there's this thing that goes out there that everybody has to like what you do. Lesson, rule number one, everybody ain't gonna like what you do. Yeah. And I don't like everybody. Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay. Right? That's, yeah. that's fine. That's fine, There's yeah. enough people in the market share the way things are so open with the internet that you can get enough people to mess with what you do. And we've built people that have followed what we do and like love listening to our podcasts or the guests that we've been able to have on. Mm-hmm. And we're very blessed to have been able to use some of the connections we have, to get some friends that we have in the industry, athletes that we know, musicians, hopefully some more coming up these are the things that can happen now that's and, a tease right but you had to you had to tap into what you have and work that and make the most of the opportunity and when i listen when i watched this video i called brian i was like yo man i'm ready to go
1: your work like i just wanted to do more I'm about work. to cut mad clips right now and you did
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no but you know, you know no because you one of the things i took from it too there's so many things i took out of that video and i really
1: encourage people to go look at it um joe rogan dan carlin I don't even remember what it was called, but if you look at- It's up, called Create the Life You Want to Live. Create the Life You Want to which Live. Which is basically the, you know, the premise of that conversation. Yeah, and I know somebody be like,
0: oh, well, why are you here? You're shouting out another podcast. Because I listen to other podcasts. Yeah. I, we listen to tons of other podcasts. Here at the Gotham Podcast Studio, we're part of a network of other podcasts. Yeah. So we listen and collaborate with other people, and that's how you can also help to build your stuff. Yeah. That's also the beauty of today, right? You can collab with people. There's people Brian has known that we've brought his podcast- as people we've known through other friends, it could be anybody else we knew that was part of the, the family that brought people on. That's the beauty of the internet. You don't gotta wait for somebody to do something for you. Yeah. That's how I started Backpack Broadcasting to even be able to do this podcast. I didn't wait for anybody to do it. I said I wanted to have more opportunities to report, and I did it. And it got me to the other place I wanna go. There's no need to wait for anybody. And I think that should motivate a lot of people out there. You don't have to wait for somebody to do what it is you wanna do.
1: Yeah. And granted, yeah, it's tougher for other people. You know, some people are in situations where you know you have to sort of have those jobs where, hey, maybe there's rent to pay and things like that. But you know, you have to just find the energy, I guess, is lack of a better way of saying it, to just really go out and work on your passion projects. Because going back to Joe Rogan, he has said that when he started the podcast, he didn't have the idea of oh, this will supplement. You know, This would bring in some more income that maybe I'm not getting from comedy. It was just a passion project. They just built it, and built it and built it and built it and built it, and now it's become what it is. When we started this Ain't Hard to Tell podcast, and it still is very much a passion project. Who the hell knows where we're going to end up taking it? Obviously, we have big goals and aspirations yeah. and things of that nature, but- Still, at the same I, time, I think it's
0: dope. I just, I'm somebody who tries to live in the moment. I think it's dope where it is, and I'm enjoying that. Of yeah. course, there's more places you want to go, but yeah, from where it started to where it is, um, just in the space we were in to where we are now, to some of the other things that we're able to do, or the connections we're able to make, that's dope. And what people should also take from that, that I think Joe Rogan talk about, it takes time,
1: yeah, you got it, it takes and time. And that's to get what I have, that's what I've really had to learn is that, and just funny because one of my friends uh is going to start her own podcast very very soon yeah and she kind of consulted me about this i guess the other day and we were just talking about because she was like going through the steps and things like that what i was trying to basically stress the most of is it takes time it takes patience it takes consistency and you have to enjoy it you know what i mean all those things like doing a podcast is easy if you just want to like just do a podcast but if you want to be consistent, if you want to have a certain level of quality, if you want to make sure you're still enjoying it, even though you're putting in the work, all of that stuff is that comes with it. You have to be ready for that. That's the hard part. You know, trying yes. to stand out, that's the hard part. Getting Sky zoo one week and Howard Beck the week after, or whatever, however order we did that, that's not easy to do, nor is it, you know, something that people will always try to do. Some people just want to do it just to talk and have their own outlet, which is fine, too. And that's fine. And we, we've been fortunate enough to use the connections that we had within
0: the sports industry to get certain guests or people telling us, hey, we'd like if you bring this person on and sometimes listen to that. Or people that maybe hadn't been on certain platforms to give them a voice to do that. And we hope that eventually turns into some some bigger things, yeah, um, which which we may have in the future. But I think that the, first, the hardest part, I think, really always is, is doing it. With anything in life, and 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 the reason I think we even talk about us, we talk a lot of sports and hip hop, but this is just so important. I think to talk to people about just doing stuff. Yeah, um, there's a lot of people out there. There's a lot of younger people out there. I've mentored in, in journalism, sports journalism, and I tell them all the time: it's like do your own stuff, or start doing your own stuff, or connect with people that are doing that because that's how you're going to be able to to do, get things done. Yeah, you know, I remember, um, man. This is this is. Uh, this is eight years ago but i remember no this is more than eight years ago my my out of college my mentor And i think i spoke about this a little bit before on on the podcast Mm -hmm. my mentor kind of is one who told me you should start doing your own thing something with backpack journalism that's how backpack broadcasting came about yeah he's like you really need to do your own thing the whenever i look back at it i'm gonna always say because i didn't do things the traditional route as a journalist i didn't Go to a small market. And Michelle, you who was our guest here previously, she was one of the people that told me back in 2007, 2008, 10 years ago, mm. was like, You don't have to leave New York. You, we spoke about this the first time we had her on. Yeah. You can do it. And she was a supporter of me doing my own thing. And doing the own thing has built into doing this podcast or the Sports Walk web series or sideline stories, things that I didn't even think I was going to create five or six years ago. Yeah. But now doing those things, that has gotten me so many opportunities. It's what got me to News 12, it's what got me on Nets Daily, it's what I think those things matter, and it gave me to where I am now with AccuWeather. AccuWeather. Um, you never know where what you create is going to take mm-hmm. you, but now the thing I love about today that's better than people who grew up in this industry 20, 30, 40 years ago is you can do it. There's nobody. There's literally nobody stopping you. If you want to invest a little bit of money, and sometimes it doesn't even take a lot of money nowadays in time, Mm-hmm. Look, there's people out there doing shows on lower quality on their phones. Maybe not the best quality, but hey, they're doing it, man. Yeah, that's the they're thing too. They're putting stuff out there. That's the
1: thing too. Now it's 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 not a big, it's not a huge risk. Worst case scenario, you know what I mean? Like you probably wouldn't lose out on a lot of money trying to put your idea to work, whatever idea it is that you have to on no. the practice.
0: No, and and here's the thing, it, you know, it might not work out in terms of what you think it may work out. I think a lot of times people put. This has to happen for it to work out, or that has to happen. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually focusing on making things better, yeah. Every time you put it out, if you did that, you, can, you put the work into that, it can get better. You, yeah. You, and like you said, you put out a podcast, you can't get down or video the first time. Man, I only got five
1: views. Yeah. I remember my we, fir- we've been there. Yeah. I I'm, remember I'm <laughs> my there's, first there's some backpack we put video. Out, yeah. There's some weeks we put out episode. I'm like, this damn, is, we didn't do better than this, but you know, but whatever. It, but I never felt the episode because, was bad because, and this is. Uh, One of the points that Joe Rogan made too, and I agree with this, and we know this from some experience, that it's not necessarily about whether you have one or or only one or two hundred people watching, listening to you. Who are those people? Because that matters too. You might get somebody, you know, from somewhere who sees the talent. They're like, "Hey, we want you to do some stuff for us." Whatever the case may be, and and
0: I've had that experience happen many times yeah so that's why i would tell people don't don't get too infatuated with the numbers people do to some degree and joe rogan said that he made that point he's like all you need is that one person out of whatever it could be five people to mess with your show and that one person out of the five season is like yo i I like what you do i could put you in this place in that place and you never know as connections work out connections happen in all weird kinds of ways so you know sometimes just embrace that and just enjoy enjoy the pro- – people have to – you have to enjoy the process, man. Yeah, because maybe – You got to enjoy the process.
1: Because maybe the show itself doesn't blow up necessarily. However, because of the platform you created for yourself, that can take you to, oh, now you're going to be working with this network and you're going to have some form of creative control. Or you're going to be a talent at this place. You know, you're creating avenues in that way. Like back in the day, if you wanted to get on radio, for example, which I guess, you know, podcast, radio, whatever – That's the equivalent. Now, if you wanted to get on radio back in the day, you probably would have had to have the overnight shift at a really local, local, localized station, you know, covering sports or covering news that you don't really want to cover like that. But you're just trying to break in and you're doing like three to seven a.m. or one to five a.m. and things like that. And You're not getting that much. And then you have to work your way up the ladder in that company. And then a lot of times you're going from company to company to company. Now you can just do it yourself. And granted, and make the companies come to you. Yeah, and you're not going to make as much, but you know, if it's your passion, just go after it. And the
0: thing is, I think we know this if you're putting out the stuff that you believe in and you think is good and you think is authentic, no matter what it is you do, Mm -hmm. if you do it enough, people mess with you, people are going to like it. They're going to decide whether they want to pay for it, if you can make it profitable, if other companies want to mess with you and do it. It can happen, but I think you have to have that belief in yourself and what you do. And here's the thing like, there's a lot more people that could be putting out and producing great stuff that could give them some fulfillment because that's, a, that's the other part of it it's not just financial you have to also feel good about what you're doing so when you go home you feel good it's like yeah this podcast is a labor of love
1: yeah.
0: you know right now we're putting in extra work we both have jobs we do this people help us on this podcast they have jobs they do this but you know when I go home at the end of the day and I'm putting some together we're cutting some clips or doing something I feel good because I know I put out something that's good so, you know, I feel like the message is like, yo, everybody's out there. You're listening to this podcast. You're watching this podcast. We love you. and Appreciate your support. But, like, yo, you can do your own thing, too. You you can get up off your behind yeah. and do something. Find whatever that is that fu- that fulfills you. You can find it. And the other thing I thought Joe Rogan hit on, mm. and now for me as a parent, I found super dope was like, yo, teach your kids to do that, too. Yeah, Okay? Don't teach your kids this cycle of, Oh, you got to do this. and You got to work for somebody. Yeah, and you're, just, you're repeating the same cycle. This is a fight I've had with people who've been older at certain points and members of my family because they're just stuck into the old way of doing something. They, they don't realize that things have changed or are still still changing. So their whole thing was just like, yo, the, 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 for a lot of people, not parents, it was just get a good job and work there for 25 years. And take your pension, and retire. And you it's different now. It's not. It's not the game anymore. Yeah. And sometimes those older folks don't understand that. And if you're teaching your kid that today in 2018, you are doing your kid a disservice. Yeah. Because that's not. That's not what the game is. I tell everybody, control what you can do. I tell Greg who's shooting our video right here. Yo, Greg, get your camera. You got ideas? Do them. Shoot them. Yeah. What's stopping you from putting them out? There should be nothing to stop you from putting them out. Only stopping you is yourself. Fear. But fear too. Fear yeah. can stop you. Yeah. Fear, fear, fear comes
1: from you <laughs> yeah. Regardless That's you, you a, got, that's a you feeling got, that you, you have
0: You gotta jump It's not easy to jump And you were saying that before They're telling you hunger. It's not easy to jump But if you wanna get anywhere You got to do it Yeah You gotta do it man So like You know We wouldn't be here we're just, It's just not people We're not speaking from A holier than thou perspective Yeah we don't wanna sound preachy Nah it's not to not <laughs> But I like motivate I want people to be motivated I want people to feel like I felt when I heard that video That's like yo Go do something Yeah like, there's, like, you can you can create something, too. There's no special gift we have or blueprint for us to have done what we've done. There's nothing special about it. There are certain things that have given us access to have the things we've had. Yes, and that took years of work, too. Yeah. But there's nothing special. Everybody can go and create. And I love supporting independent creators. You know that about me. Yeah, me too. I love supporting other creators. I love collaborating with other people. I love seeing that. I love people doing anything that they love to do, and I support that.
1: Yeah, I find a level of inspiration in uh, what just happened with Joe Budden in terms of getting that Spotify deal, even though, yeah, like, man. you know, it's it's a little different because he's Joe Budden, but at the same time, he's had a lot. He worked lot, for it, though. He's had a lot. He's had a lot of trials and tribulations and things like that that he's had to overcome. It wasn't an easy road for him either, huh. and he waited and waited and waited, and he touched on that in his podcast, too, about the struggles of just, you know, trying to get a deal. Are they ever going to get a deal? And then three years later, after they started, th- probably more than three years, and... They ended up with getting Spotify. And that's three years. And he's got the Revolt deal now, too. So, like, you know, obviously all these things take a lot of work. The things that you want to really achieve all take a lot of work.
0: Yeah, but you got to believe. You have to have what I call that unshakable belief in yourself. Yeah. You you know, we talk about sports here all the time or or hip-hop artists. And the ones who are great and the people we've seen that we deem great, they had that same unshakable belief yeah. to – Be able to do what it is exactly. I view myself as an
1: artist. I view myself in that
0: light. I think all creators are. I think (laughs) I think anybody that's creating is, you know, and that's that's essentially what I do. Whether it's me in the journalistic side or the things I do behind the camera, that's art.
1: It's art. That's art. We create. Writing is art. Recording. Fighting is art. Even. Yeah. But all those things are
0: art. And the thing is, you you know, that's again to bring it back is you got to just put your stuff out there, and you know, we have, we that's why we appreciate the support of people, the things they've done. You know, through Patreon or stuff we've done with Sideline Stories and Sports Walk, yeah, all that stuff. I remember last year. This yeah. is just real. I remember last year in May, okay. I I had the idea to do the web series Backpack Broadcasting Original to Sports Walk for quite some time. Yeah, before I actually did it, and I was sitting in May and I was thinking about doing it, and then I was just like, man, you know what? I was like, man, if I do this... Is, do I don't it. know if anybody's going <laughs> to like this Are they're going to feel the way it's done. It's just somebody walking around, talking about different... I was like, you know what?
1: I don't know if anybody's going to really feel this. I yeah. was
0: doubting myself. Yeah. Yeah, I know my might come across very confident,
1: but I was this doubting was, this myself. Is, and this is... In May, this was, it was around the time the podcast idea f- was floated out there. It was floating us. out there. So yeah. I was doubting it, and I forgot who I spoke to
0: about it. I think I talked to... I think it was... You know, producer Matt Finese, I spoke to him about it, and I think Lewis, our director of photography, and they were like, yo, no, that's, that, that is dope. And they said I should do it, and then I did it. I'll never forget this day. The day I shot the first two episodes, which Brian was the second episode. Yeah. It was a rainy day in yeah. late May. Yeah. I remember it was like just before my daughter's birthday. And I was like, I got up that morning, and I called Naomi Gray, friend of the podcast, who was in the first episode. Yeah. And she knew we were scheduled, we were going to shoot it. And she was like, oh, you still want to do it? It's like pouring. And I was like, I remember the week I had. It was crazy. I had no other day off right. to do it. If I wanted to get it out by June 1st, 2017, which was the first day of the sports world, yeah. I got it done. And the thing I remember about, and I always will feel fulfilled about is I said, nah, you know what? You got to go out there and do it that day. I don't care if it's raining, pouring rain. I got some rain gear. Threw it on the camera. Now we got an umbrella. Put an umbrella up. We went out there. Walked in the rain. Brian shot later when it wasn't raining as hard. And we got it done. And then mm-hmm. we did 13 episodes that season. And we're about to—we have nine episodes in for this season, and it's going good. It was selected for the NYC Web Fest last year. Stuff I wouldn't even have imagined That's true. just by doing. It. And You know what the funny thing is? I haven't made a dollar off that show, but I love producing that show. Yeah. I, I shoot—I've shot all the but episodes you, this season you, myself. You, I love you, doing it.
1: You probably will at some point. So yeah, you know,
0: I, be- I, be- I believe people, it. I, I believe it. People like it. I, I think—I think it's grown. But I just—I actually like doing the show because I like the opportunity to give sports fans. And that's the joy I get out of it. It's not all monetary. There's a filming and doing this labor love. I've done it the last two summers and I'm sure we'll do it again for season three, but I I love doing it. And I love that, you know, even a place I work at for a full-time job allows me to still do my own independent stuff. Um, so that's, that's dope too. If you can get with places, allow you to be free and be independent to, to, to really hone your, I'm chasing, hone, hone your skills. (laughs) Um, That's good because when when I when I even took an interview with my current job, Mm -hmm. they knew about they they looked at my resume, they looked at the stuff I produced, and and they liked that. They were intrigued by that. That made me. I was like, wow,
1: that was shocking to me. And because it's like, and I'm in that sort of position where you know, not gonna lie, but you know, you search and things like that, but you feel like all the things you do could come as a hindrance because some of the people are like, oh, I'm gonna want to tie you down to, you know, whatever this thing is. And you, you know, you're doing so many things. So it's like they might not see. Hey, let me get somebody else with less experience. Let me get somebody else who isn't as accomplished, so I could pay them less. That's sort of the fight that people. Yeah,
0: and I used to be afraid of that, Mm -hmm. and I used to fear that too. Like, yo, do people look like I'm too old? I don't. I don't feel that anymore. No,
1: because now. Nah, I just don't. I'm just like you're lost.
0: I think there was (laughs) a place. I think there was a place in time in journalism where, people looked at you doing certain things as a negative and it did stop you from getting jobs but i think if things shift and people in certain positions are getting a little bit younger than they were there they're starting to see that that's actually an advantage you being more diverse is an advantage i believe diversity is key in journalism i believe it's key in everything you do having multiple skill sets is advantageous i think people start to see that it used to look people used to look down upon it but i do think that's shifting
1: I do think that, uh, and going back to what we were talking about earlier, uh, college, I do think that to some degree, well, it depends, everybody's situation when you go to school is different, but I do feel like that the educational system, so to speak, does somewhat of a disservice to, you know, the true creators out there for the most part. It doesn't encourage it. it. Yeah, I I remember, like, well, my experience probably wasn't as negative as other people's, but I... Don't ever recall being encouraged to do a lot of the things I'm doing now. I kind of just took it upon myself and figured out I could do it. And then I was just like, I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like I've learned a lot more in the last couple of years, just kind of being on the job and just freelancing all over the place. Last few years, than you know, my four years at the school.
0: I think, (laughs) I think that all the people in my life that I would definitely say are important to me in my career were people that, that I liked from elementary school to middle school to high school to college, um, to relationships or family have all been people that have encouraged me to do more, be creative. Those yeah. are some of my favorite teachers. I get that more now. Um,
1: I see, but looking back, school.
0: I see it more. Is those are the people that are really important. They're the people that said, "Yo, you can do this. Um, you got the talent to do this. You should be pushed. You should be pushed to do this." Whether it was my um, my English teacher, sixth grade, a Phillips Scholar, uh, Miss Hyde who encouraged me to, to, you know, write more and do a storytelling contest. Something a lot of people don't know about me. Um, I was the 1996 Brooklyn Storytelling Champion. Um, yeah, so dropping some knowledge. That's something I haven't shared, shared with a lot of people. I was that, and I did that. I went to And I lost in the city finals that year. Um, Damn. We, yeah, I went to the city finals. It was Brooklyn champion, went to the city finals that year. Who'd you lose to? I don't remember, man. I was too pissed, <laughs> I was too pissed to remember. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. Sidebar, real I, quick. Story. I'm all for
1: holding grudges that, sometimes. That
0: day, it's not a grudge. Right, that fine. day, that day taught me a lot. That day taught me a lot, a lesson. There's a lesson in that day when losing. I, lo- I learned a le- valuable lesson in that. You have to keep your focus no matter what's going on. Mm. That's something I'll say for another podcast when I, I get deep in that story. But you got to keep your focus no matter what's going on around you to perform at a high level. So I learned that even in losing, yeah, and that's not always easy. I won. I, I learned a valuable lesson in that. But I have that. I have my mentor who I talked about from college. Yeah. Jamoke Davis who's the uh, video producer for the Washington Wizards. He's somebody encouraging me to do a lot of my own stuff. My, every time he sees me he's like yo man I'm so happy with what you're doing because he pushed me to do that because I think he actually saw it like you're not going to just he believes in that you got to do from within and, and push stuff out. You can't just fall into these structures of these jobs and think that that's the only way to rise up.
1: Yeah, exactly. I feel like we all get a few mentors that really, really stand out to us, like even, even at the even at the educational level because for the most part, you're sort of brought in there to just be like everybody else.
0: But there's some <laughs> of the, the... ones that stand out aren't like everybody exactly. else. Exactly. They're telling you not you, to do that.
1: Exactly, because, you know, school is kind of designed you to just keep the wheels going and just yep. keep you, you know, have you fulfill this and you do that, but you're not, you know, there's not... A level of creativity there all the time but the professors or the teachers or the mentors that you do get that are encouraging you hey you could go out take chances that's the most important thing about this is in order to do all these things we're talking about and just being creative and things like that you have to take chances yeah but you, you... even if it co- even if it means costing you money to some degree like you have to because the payout at the end the reward at the end not just financially but just for your feeling just for your soul you know, it'll feel a lot, lot better when you accomplish what it is you want to accomplish.
0: Yeah, it is. Uh, you know, a lot of times I don't think people, you know, people may not understand the work that goes into stuff or, or behind it. But there's a lot of people creating out there that are putting a lot in it. Even though it's not bringing them the immediate financial gain, yeah. it might feel good for the soul. I know that's how I feel at the end of the day. And I'm I'm definitely, definitely happy about that. But you're right on the educational part that you're just kind of taught uh, to just I was there not be, that long to ago to be so. into, <laughs> And you know it starts so young cuz I was just talking about other day we were looking for like daycare options for my daughter and it's like yo the kids have to do this at this time and everybody sleeps at this time and i'm thinking about my daughter i'm like no she kind of likes to sleep this way yeah. which is not like how other kids might do or do this thing and it's like already from the time she's 2 years old they're trying to she's trying to be put into a box and it's just yeah, like yeah that's sort of it's yeah. like is that really the best way? Like for you're kids trying to learn? T- you're trying to teach office hours
1: already. That's what we're doing. Uh, office hours is a dumb concept too, for the most part. But that's but, but that's why filling out timesheets because, like, again, we talk about this on the Michelle U podcast. But you know, yep. you have to work an eight hour shift, but you could get your work done in three hours and get out of there. Why should but I be it for eight hours? You can't get paid as much because you know you can't leave five hours earlier because you're getting paid by the hour.
0: Right. It makes. Mm. But but here's the thing: the, the people have been, and this is just large society as whole. Yeah. These concepts of time sheets, putting in these hours, you go to school in this order, and you do. People have bought into this stuff for so long, and so so far of what they've done, and it's like we have to realize how we're starting it with our kids. And it's like,
1: yeah,
0: if the people really care, I'm like, we. It's a longer discussion, but we need to totally revamp. I like this new way. We need to totally revamp our educational system, and I think the revolution in that way is actually coming. Yeah. Where I think people people, again, people are already getting tired of the system there is as far as work. I think it'll become edu- come education too, where people will just other people like me, I've been on this way for a minute, but it'll be like, yo... The way we learn makes yeah. zero sense. I'm already sense.
1: there. And if you create your own opportunities and it works in some form or fashion, you don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. The only people
0: the only people holding on are people who want
1: the system to be the same because they profit so it much about them. it
0: and they don't want other people to get a piece of the pie. Yeah. The problem is the pie is more open and it's really a lot for everybody to get if they want to. Yeah. But there's still gonna be some people that are gonna hold on to it and you have to open up the eyes. I think that's the part what we want to talk about and why we're so passionate about it. Yeah. It's like, yo, man, you can do it. You can get some of the pie. It's going to take some work. But find out what your passion is. Work at it. Go for it. Don't listen to the idiots out there telling you what you can or can't do. Exactly. What you should do. Do it your way. Look, somebody out there, there's somebody that likes everything, man. Yeah.
1: We might think. There's we, people that their jobs are in some of these fields. Their jobs are to find people like you. Right. <laughs> yes. They're and we, t- we, talent evaluators. And we've
0: encountered people like that finding people who like... We found talent values who like this podcast.
1: Yeah.
0: All right? We find people in different ways who've done that. There's, so there's somebody doing a podcast right now. We talked in a little segment a couple episodes ago about useless animals. There's probably a podcast <laughs> on useless animals.
1: <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> like, and,
0: and there's people that really I, wanna, I, I,
1: If there is, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to email them shout so you can out, be a guest.
0: Shout out to the people <laughs> doing the podcast on useless animals. People <laughs> are messing with that and want to see that. And that's the thing. Like, no matter what you, whatever you do, yeah. There's somebody that's just is interested in that. Yeah. So why then, if you if we can accept that to be true and wrapping this up, yeah. Why would you then tell your kids to go and work and do something that they don't even care about doing? Yeah. When they could find something that they really care about doing and connect with other people who do care about that as well. Why should you say to kids, hey man, just just go get a good job.
1: Yeah. The worst get that paycheck. The worst position you could be in is working at a job that you absolutely hate but you can't leave. That so sucks. That's is that's why you have to try and create your own avenues. However, however, however it may come together. And you just have to do it.
0: And another little tidbit we can leave for the people. Yeah. When you're at a job, and you realize that you hate it. Like I say, it's not always an easy situation to do. Yeah. Cause sometimes you gotta pay rent. Sometimes you got paid around, saying you do what you do. When you realize that either you hate it because you don't like what you're doing, or that job is screwing you over, or they won't pay you what you deserve, Mm. you know what the best option for you to do is? Leave. 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 The instant you realize the job is screwing you over, or it's not serving you anymore, my boy Dave Thomas said this to me a couple months ago, it's never going to get any better. He's right. It's never going to get any better. Yeah. No no matter how much more money you think you get, it's never going to get better. Yeah. So absolutely, choose happiness, man. Yeah, choose happiness. Do what you love, and the money will come. I think. I think it all. I think it all takes care of itself, man. Choose yeah. happiness. You want to be great. I think that's what it. That's what it takes to do it. Sorry, we didn't mean to make this a motivational podcast, <laughs> but we hope that you are motivated. <laughs> right now, I see a bunch of people in here nodding their heads, motivated. Greg, Kayla's, yeah, sure Kayla's motivated. His next set's gonna be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be crazy. <laughs> No, but hey, we, we, we love what we're able to do and be giving you a podcast and be able to talk about sports and there's obviously other things, real life things you can talk about too. But hey, get up off your ass. <laughs> do something great. Basically, yeah. Be great, man. Do what you want to do.
1: Fulfill your soul. Fulfill your soul. Yeah. Today, it's, it.
0: it's, always, it's always a good day to be great. Yeah. That's it for episode 41, the Dirk Nowitzki episode of the Ain't Hard to Tell podcast. Ryan Fonseca, that's my man, Dexter Harry. Until next time, peace. oh, 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 oh